Hello and welcome to another episode of the Let's Buzz You Up podcast. My name is Esther Aiken and I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. What a week. All I can say is bring on spring with hopefully some better weather. We're only a month deep into winter and I'm already done. I'm so over not being able to go out and see my bees and get into my garden and so far the only beautiful days we've had have been during the week while I'm at work. I have so many chores I need to do outside at home that this weather is just holding everything up. We have had a few beautiful frosts though and for every frost I look at it this way. More wasps are getting killed which means there is a silver lining in every grey cloud and the more wasps that are killed the better it is for my bees. Anyway let's get down to business. I was talking to one of my senior managers a few days ago and he mentioned that he had a number of positions available within the team and he was trying to fill them. And that when he was conducting interviews, it was almost as if people were annoyed that they were being asked interviewing questions. And the feeling he got was that they expected to just be given the job for showing up to the interview rather than go through the process of seeing if they are a good fit. I had to remind him that for most people, when they're actually sitting down to write their CVs, they actually spend a whole heap of time creating the document tailored for working in this particular position that is on offer and are already heavily invested in the process. I mean, how many times have you sat down to create that perfect CV for the job that you're applying for, where you've spent hours researching the position, researching the company, looking through the job description and tailoring your CV to fit that job description? I know on a number of occasions in my career, I have spent nearly a whole day on some of them. Creating the CV is relatively easy, but it's the cover letters that can be a time killer too much and it becomes an essay, too little and it looks like you're only sort of just kind of threw it together as an afterthought and didn't really give a shite. It is actually a real art form getting the cover letters just right. Okay, so now you've got the perfect CV written up and the cover letter is perfect and you do all the things and hit send only to be sent an email saying, thanks, we have received your application, now please don't be offended if you don't hear back from us. We get so many applications that we are just too busy to reply. Yes, that is exactly the email response I got a while back. I wasn't impressed, it's actually really unprofessional because that certainly does not inspire a person to want to reapply to that company if they didn't get the job, even if a job was advertised within the company that was so much more amazing that you intuitively know it would be absolutely perfect for you. I think employers need to acknowledge the time and effort spent by the applicants in some of these advertised positions. It's common courtesy to respond back and thank the applicants for their time and effort, even if they didn't get into the shortlist. But then again, every business is run differently and they may not have the resources to respond back directly to the applicants and by adding in a sentence such as I mentioned before, at least they're being upfront about it. 
How many times have you applied for something and not even received an email to say that your information has been received and you're literally hearing crickets and here you are quietly still hoping that you may have made a shortlist, especially if it is a job that you really want to do. But let's say on a positive note that you do get through to the first step in that process and you receive the phone call or the email to say congratulations you've made it to the shortlist please come in and interview for the position and see how we fit. Not only at this point would you be doing a jig on the spot to celebrate but this is when you really knuckle down and research the business fully and go even deeper than what you would have done when you were originally writing the cover letter or applying for the job. Just a little hack here, if you're unsure about the dress code of the business, other than standing outside the business and stalking the employees that do work there to see what it is that they are wearing, ring their reception and literally ask them if there is a dress code. For example, do I need to wear steel caps if you're going into a factory position or closed toed flat shoes? Do you wear a formal business suit or office clothing? I'm hoping you get my drift. It is also a way of already building a rapport with a receptionist or assistant, especially if you show up not having done your homework and you attend the interview dressed to the nines with high heels, for example, and you're going to be in a factory setting where they may want to show you around the, the factory and potentially where you'll be working. Has this worked for me in the past? Yes, it really has. Has this worked for a number of my clients? Yes, it absolutely has. An interview is not necessarily just a time where the employer makes the decision to see if the employee will fit into their business, but also it is a time for you, the potential employee, to be able to interview the employer and see if it is a business that you would like to work for. We have to be realistic. Employment these days means 40 plus hours of our time per week and some businesses if you're salaried they expect you to work a heap ton more hours for the same pay that to stop it from feeling like a prison it is important for our mindset that we choose the right job but in our current society and with the economy being as rough it is as it is the employee can be quite desperate for anything that will pay the bills rather than having the luxury to choose where we actually want to work and do what we actually want to do I have found from speaking with a number of my clients and friends and family that that luxury doesn't necessarily exist as an option which then gives the employer free reign to dominate the interview and pick and choose who gets the job. Which brings me to today's topic for the episode. When interviewing there are a number of key questions that are asked as part of the interview process. These are fairly universal and yet unless you make a career of interviewing for jobs how would you even know how to answer them? Again, this comes back to doing your homework when you are preparing for the job interview. I've gone through and selected a number of the most common questions that are asked in a typical job interview, especially in my field. But if you go through and work on these particular questions, you'll find that most of the interview would be a piece of cake and relatively stress-free. Not being stressed helps with your confidence and because you have a really positive 
unstressed energy that your employer will pick up on again increases your chances to move through the next phase of the interviews. So depending on the position that you're applying for, you may be interviewed by a panel of people. Don't let that phase you. The following questions, if you're prepared for the interview, will absolutely help you with this as well. Okay. The first of the potential questions an employer may ask you at a job interview is, yes, it can be a bit of a loaded question, and that is, can you tell me about yourself? This may be worded in a number of different ways. A potential employer may ask you to tell them about yourself, like I said, in a variety of ways. They may ask for a brief introduction or personal statement which should highlight your relevant skills and experiences. They may also ask for an overview of your professional background or a summary of your career goals. Some employers may ask behavioural questions that require you to provide examples of how you've handled certain situations in the past. Regardless of the specific question, it is important to be prepared and to tailor your responses to demonstrate your fit for the job and the company culture. Okay, so don't let this overwhelm you. The ideal answer is simply to start with a brief overview of your professional background, highlighting your relevant experience and skills. Then mention a few personal interests or hobbies that make you a well-rounded individual. Remember not to babble and stick to the facts without sounding robotic, of course. The second most common question is, why do you want to work for our company? Again, this can be quite loaded and can be asked in a few different ways. A potential employer may ask this question to understand your motivations for wanting to join their company. Some ways they may ask include what interests you about our company? Why do you think you would be a good fit for our team? Or what do you know about our company that makes you want to work here? To ideally answer this question, it is important to research the company beforehand and tailor your answers to match their values and mission, highlighting specific aspects of the company that appeal to you, such as their mission, culture or reputation in industry, and how your skills and experience align with their needs can demonstrate your enthusiasm and potential value as an employee. Simply show that you have a genuine interest in the company and what they do. As long as you've done the research, this should be easy as pie. Okay, now the next one is one that I always struggle with myself because I find it really hard to talk about the things that I'm good at and the things that I stink at. I don't really know what my strengths and weaknesses are and in the past I actually have gone to talk to some friends and family to see what it is that they think my strengths and weaknesses are. Okay, so now that pretty much gives you a really good clue as to what the next question is, and that is an an employer will ask, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Again, this question can come in a number of forms, but personally, I think I like the employer the most that doesn't beat around the bush and literally asks you directly, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Or they may ask more indirectly, such as, what areas do you excel in or what are some areas you're working on improving? Additionally, they may ask for specific examples of times when you demonstrated your strengths or weaknesses 
or they may ask for references who can speak to your strengths and weaknesses. So I've come up with the ideal answer, which is as follows. For strengths, mention specific skills or qualities that make you a strong candidate for the job. For weaknesses, be honest, but also show how you are working to improve in that area. Just remember to never over-exaggerate on your strengths, but don't oversell on your weaknesses. And with that, I mean If you can avoid going into depth, unless they ask you specific questions by trying to get more information out of you regarding weaknesses, then pull them back in by acknowledging the areas where you may need improvement, but also emphasize your strengths and how you work to overcome your weaknesses, utilizing your strengths and then politely redirect the conversation by highlighting your qualifications and experience that make you a strong fit for the job. Have I had somebody pressuring me on my weaknesses before in an interview yes I have especially when I was younger and I found that I got all flustered and a little bit annoyed because all weaknesses can be overcome with practice and education so it's not really a big deal now this is one of the one now this sorry now this particular question is almost guaranteed to be in an interview as a question and that is how do you handle stress and pressure again this question can be presented to you in a number of different ways. For example, how do you manage tight deadlines? Can you give an example of a high-pressure situation you face and how you've handled it? How do you stay calm and focused under stress? What coping mechanisms do you use when dealing with a stressful situation? How do you prioritize your tasks when faced with multiple demands on your time? As you can see, these are all versions of the same question and when you are formulating the answer, it is important to show that you have the ability to work under pressure while staying calm and focused. You can give an example of a high pressure situation you faced and explain how you handled it. Highlighting any coping mechanisms you use such as talking about techniques you use to stay calm and focused, for instance prioritizing tasks or talk you know taking breaks when communicating your answer it's important to be politically correct and avoid any language or concepts that could be seen as discriminatory or offensive ultimately it's about showing that you have the skills and mindset to handle challenging situations in a professional and productive way can you describe a difficult work situation how you handled it This particular question can be a little bit of a tricky one and interpreted in a number of ways, but again, the employer may ask this question directly, which is great, or in various ways such as, can you describe a time when you faced a challenging situation at work, or tell me about a difficult project you worked on and how you overcame any obstacles. It is important to prepare for such questions by identifying specific examples of challenging situations you have encouraged or encountered in your sorry, not encouraged, you have encountered in your previous work experience and how you successfully resolved them. Describe your actions and how you resolved the issue and how you worked with others to resolve the situation. This will demonstrate your problem-solving skills and the ability to handle difficult situations in a professional manner. The following question is one you definitely need to do research on and do not beat around the bush on it. The question, of course, being, 
What are your salary expectations? This question is such an opportunity for you and probably one of the most crucial in your favor. Again, it can be worded in a number of different ways and some common phrases include, what is your desired salary? What are your salary requirements? Or what salary range are you looking for? I can't stress this enough, but it is important to be prepared to answer this question during a job interview by having researched the industry standard for the position and considering your own experience and qualifications. You can also try to negotiate for additional benefits or perks if the salary offer is below your expectations. Remember to stay confident and professional during the conversation. This particular question is where a lot of people flounder. It is very important to know your self-worth and exactly where you sit within their pay scale. Do some serious sleuthing. If you have to, because ask too little and that is pretty much where you start. Ask too much and they may think you're too expensive for the position. Now what it is that you're after, know what it is that you're after and how much you need for the job itself to be financially viable for you. This is when you sit down and genuinely work out how much it'll cost you to actively work that particular job. That's all great and wonderful being employed but if you're earning $1,000 a week and it's going to cost you $250 a week to get there with fuel costs and takeaway tax and parking fees from your total, then the job itself may not be financially viable and it has to instead provide you with at least $1,600 for you to cover all your other expenses. The last thing you want to do is take on a role that costs you more than what you earn to complete that job. And when an interviewer asks you this particular question, in whichever form it is, it is your one opportunity to be honest, otherwise forever hold your peace. If you don't answer they'll come back with an offer sure and sometimes it's way more than you hoped but in most cases it's not can't stress enough other than do your research and know what it is that you're walking into especially around the salary ranges oh now this next question is a juicy one and that is why should we hire you again employers can be quite tricky in the various ways during a job interview that this question is presented. And some examples include other than why should we hire you, the question can come in the form of what makes you the best candidate for this position or what unique skills or experiences do you bring to the table. The employer is typically seeking to understand how your qualifications align with the requirements of the job and why you would be a valuable asset to their organisation. It is important to be prepared with specific examples of your skills, accomplishments and how they relate to the job at hand. Mention specific achievements or projects that demonstrate your ability to excel in the role. Additionally, highlighting your passion and enthusiasm for the role can also make a positive impression on the interviewer. Depending on how far into the career choice you've gotten and the type of work that you're applying for for this particular question can crop up and that is, can you give an example of a time when you went above and beyond for a project or a task? Really give this one a lot of thought before you go into an interview because if you're Johnny on the spot, this can be a trip up question. The potential employer may ask you to give an example of a time when you went above and beyond for a project 
or task in various ways. They may ask for specific examples of your previous work experience or they may ask you to provide examples of how you have used your skills and abilities to solve problems in the past. They may also ask you to demonstrate situations where you've had to take on additional responsibilities or work outside of your job description. Additionally, they may ask you to explain how you have demonstrated leadership, creativity or initiative in your previous roles. And what will really blow their socks off is if you have evidence of an example that they've asked you to discuss or even if you are able to at this point provide them with contact details of a person that was part of the project or a team that have benefited from the positive outcome as a result of where you went above and beyond for a project or a task. I know this isn't possible in all situations but it does give a fantastic impression and it shows how confident you are in that particular outcome of a project or task. This action is definitely not something a potential employer would be expecting in an interview and you would definitely stand out. Even if you don't have a person that you could use as a contact, if you have an example of the above and beyond, say a copy of an email where you received a compliment for the work you've done or a newspaper clipping or something online, basically anything that highlights the extra mile you took will be beneficial. This is definitely showing initiative and you're going above and beyond for the interview process. A bit sneaky, but it also shows your ability to forward plan another positive attribute you're highlighting as part of the interview. Now, the next question is not one that you take personally, but you almost respond to it as as if you're detached from the question itself. So the question is, how do you handle constructive criticism? Again, this particular question can be worded in a number of ways. Direct is always my favourite, but it doesn't happen that often. So they may ask a more specific question, such as, can you give an example of a time um, when you received constructive criticism and how you responded. Another question they may ask is how do you incorporate feedback into your work? Regardless of the specific wording, the employer is likely trying to gauge your ability to receive feedback and make necessary improvements as this is an important skill in most workplaces. Spending the time deciding how you're going to answer this particular question before you go into the interview will be an exceptionally beneficial You can jot down these questions and brainstorm them so that you're not going to get caught out or hesitate when responding because if you hesitate it looks as if you're being deceitful and not necessarily telling the truth. The more confident the answer the less likely you are to get further questions about it and the more chance you get the job but ultimately show that you are open to feedback and willing to learn from it. You generally know that you're at the end of the interview at the end of the interview when the interviewer asks you the following question which is how do you or do you have any questions for us generally interviewers don't ask this question in a lot of varying ways and it is incredibly unprofessional to walk away from an interview not having asked the interviewer a question asking thoughtful and well-informed questions shows your interest in the position and the company you can ask about the company's culture opportunities for growth and development the team you'll be working with the challenges and goals of the role and how success is measured in the position you can also ask about the next step 
steps in the hiring process and the timeline for making a decision. Avoid asking questions that have already been answered during the interview or that are easily found on the company's website. Remember to also thank the interviewer for their time and consideration. Now, I fully understand how stressful it can be to go into an interview, especially if it's your dream job or one that will pay all the bills and feed your family. So I have included a couple of tips that will help you relax during an interview and also help you think and listen attentively. The first is to take deep breaths before the interview to calm your nerves. Then there is the age-old trusted and proven method that is to use positive self-talk to build your confidence. Very importantly, of course, if it goes without, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, and that is to listen carefully to the interviewer's questions and take your time to formulate your answers. The next tip is very important. Focus on your body language. Sit up straight and maintain eye contact to show your interest. It is a lot more accepted now, but definitely bring a bottle of water to sip on between questions to stay hydrated and calm. If you really do suffer from anxiety and get highly stressed, then definitely practice mindfulness or meditation techniques beforehand to reduce the stress and of and anxiety. Anxiety. <laughs> Remember to smile and be yourself, as this can help you feel more comfortable and confident. Another way to help you get more confident and relax is I created two subliminals for exactly this purpose. These are only a couple of minutes long and they pack a punch. The only thing you hear is music. All the really strong positive informations are being picked up by your subconsciousness, which is playing deep in the background of the music, which has two different types of frequencies embedded into the subliminal. These are the Schumann resonance and the binaural beats. Please help yourself as my gift to you and download the Confidence or Courage Subliminal. The links are in the show notes. I know I've put a lot of information into this episode, so I've quickly summarized the key takeaways, which are research the company and the role you're interviewing for. Look up the company's website, social media profiles, news articles to understand their values, mission, and recent developments. Also, review the job description and requirements to ensure you are well prepared to answer questions about your qualifications and fit for the position. Practice common interview questions and your responses. Prepare examples of your past experiences and accomplishments that align with the job requirements. Practice your answers in front of a mirror or with a friend to help you feel more confident and articulate during the actual interview. Dress appropriately and arrive on time. Dress professionally and conservatively for the interview. Even if the company has a casual dress code, plan to arrive at least 10 to 15 minutes early to allow for unexpected delays or to complete any necessary paperwork. Being punctual shows that you are reliable and respect the interviewer's time. I genuinely hope that you took something really positive away from all I've presented in this episode. Let me know if there are or any techniques that work well for you in an interview situation and if there are any questions that you've been asked that threw a bit of a curveball your way I'm genuinely interested if you're ready to get clear on your business goals and boost your productivity and revenue I invite you to work with me in one of my one-on-one private business development containers and as I've mentioned before no you don't have to have a business I do help private clients with their goal setting and achieving those 
goals. Flick me a DM and let's chat to see how we can work together and let's buzz you up. Till next week, thank you for listening and spending your time with me. I truly appreciate you. Have an amazingly abundant week and I'll buzz you later. Bye. Thanks again for being here today. In the show notes, you'll find all the links to my social media platforms. Do pop in and say hi. I hang out mostly on Instagram on the at BizYouUp page or you'll also find me at esther.aken. Please help yourself to my free confidence or courage subliminals. These are the best kept secret to changing and leveling up your mindset and getting next level results. You can find them on the www.bizyouup.com website. That's B-I-Z-Y-O-U-U-P.com. I'm going to be cheeky and thank you all in advance for helping your girl out with your awesome ratings and reviews and hitting that follow and subscribe button. Till next time, buzz you all later and have an incredibly abundant week. Bye.